why, why do I do that? I don't understand. Everything be going real good, and I forget to do one damn thing, and to just screw up the whole life. What's up, everybody? This your boy Q. I'm talking around myself. <laughs> Wait a minute. I'm supposed to move me. I'm supposed to move me. I'm moving me. <laughs> What's up, everybody? Welcome to the show. Welcome to Stupid Is Real by your boy Q. Listen, y'all already know what it is, what time it is. It is time for us to go ahead and give it the real because y'all know stupid is what? It is definitely real. Y'all know I, I talk about that quite often. You know, common sense ain't so common to some people, so don't you be too common, okay? So just want to let you know about that. But y'all know I have a special guest on tonight. My special guest is, you know, First of all, y'all already know who she is. And, you know, she she is is the the sexologist, the relationship coach. You know, she is, I mean, I'm gonna let her tell tell you guys about herself in just a second. But you know, she comes on and she she tells it like it is. She is real about it. Y'all already know who she is. My girl, my friend, my boo, Miss Candy J is in the building. What's up, sis? What's up? You always be my own, my own, my own, my own, my boo. Hey. Yeah. <laughs> <laughs> what's up, sis? What's going down? Hey, what's good, boo? Thank it's you for having me back again. Now, I told you, you're welcome anytime. Anytime you want to come, you're welcome. Matter of fact, if I didn't have to pay you so much, I have you on a regular basis. <laughs> oh. <laughs> you know, How's life been? How's it going? You know, that's all. <laughs> <laughs> Donations, just a little bit. <laughs> how's everything been going? How's life been treating you? How 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 how's business? To t- tell us what's going on, boy, because you know I already got you on here as well. You know you you are are, are my are my girl. You know that I know that I can trust you to have this conversation on today because we're gonna go there today. Okay, so first of all, let me just say, if we do hear some some uh, yelling or singing in the background, it's that autistic child of mine calling yes. me. He is in the building today, okay? Um, <laughs> that's number How one. How is he doing? Oh, he's good. You know, that's my little snickerdoodle. I love yes. him so much. Um, but he's the reason why I do everything that I do. So, right, um, right. Uh, so for those of you that are watching that have not seen me before, my name is Candy J. I am a certified clinical sexologist through the Dr. Rachel Institute and the American Colleges of Sexology. I am a marriage and premarital coach. I am a marriage boot camp coach. Uh huh. I'm a certified life coach, certified relationship coach. Um, and wait, I added in February a wedding officiant. What what? what? <laughs> God is good. Okay. God is good. <laughs> All the time. Hello. So I specialize in um infidelity issues. I specialize in dating after divorce. Um, I specialize in um domestic violence, sex education for all ages, sex therapy all of those things and of course but my first love is marriage um anything premarital counseling all of those things i love the institute of marriage so right, right. yeah that's me in a nutshell right now listen i am excited to have you here on tonight listen it, it look 
you watching, make sure you go ahead and share this video right now because we're about to give y'all some good old knowledge. We're going to talk about it on tonight because the name of the show, y'all know tonight's show, it's hard dating in these streets. Uh. <laughs> <laughs> or is it? <laughs> oh. <laughs> okay, now before, before sis, before I get started, let me let me get a couple of little announcements out the way real quick, you know, so I can let everybody know what we're doing. First, y'all always know that I, I have to share. You know, I always announce who I'm sharing to because you guys, thank you so much for allowing us to share. So, of course, Justin F. Kimball High School, 1997, thank you for allowing us to share. Of course, the Coffeeheads, thank you for allowing us to share 365 Days Black. Thank you for allowing us to share. Black Podcast Network, thank you so much for allowing us to share. Uh, let's see, who else we got? We got uh, C2B Vision Builders, thank you so much for allowing us to share. Black-owned businesses, thank you so much. My girl, X-Lounge, I love that group. Thank you so much for allowing us to share to you. Thank you so much. Also, uh, Learn How to Be a Podcast, thank you so much. DFW Black-Owned Businesses, thank you so much. Class of 98, Justin L. Kimball, thank you so much. In the hood with the Liddy Liddy. Thank you so much for letting us share to you. All y'all, thank y'all so much for letting us share. Of course, Candyology. That, thank you for allowing us to share. <laughs> and all the rest of you guys, thank you so much for allowing us to share. Please make sure you go ahead and do that as well. A couple of real quick announcements, of course, and I'll, and I'll play the videos in just a second. But, of course, the Preacher's Roundtable is going to be coming up later this month. We're, we're, we're going to be talking about some real cool things. Uh, coming up, so make sure you guys tune in. I believe it's April the 23rd, or it's going to be on the video in a second, so you guys will see that in a moment when we take a break. Also, make sure that you catch uh, my boy Hendricks on tomorrow night. We'll have out with Hendricks. He's going to be on tomorrow night at 7.30. Make sure you actually do that for us. Do that, do that, do that. And also, just enough Kimball High School class of 1997. I already sent some of you guys some of the invites, so if you guys got the invite for it to other classmates, unfortunately, I'm not friends with everybody online, but go ahead and get and send that over. It's just you guys gonna be virtual, just like you see myself and Miss Candy. We'll send you guys the link. I want you to jump on. Let's catch up. Let's talk about what we used to do, what we got into. Well, I mean, you know, not literally, and I'm not talking about who. <laughs> that ain't none of my business. <laughs> I just want to see what's up with everybody. Y'all know I don't, you know, I don't fool. With too many people, but my classmates, you know, you guys are very important. We all came up together, and whether if we all got along or not, or whatever the case it is, it should be good to be grown folks, you know, and see what's going on with everybody. You know, so you guys get ready for that. That's gonna be so fun. I can't wait because I got some questions. You know, I got some questions. You know, what and class? Be what, what class? Nineteen ninety-seven. Twenty-five years. Twenty-five years. And there's some plans in the works too. I think with, uh, that the class is working on. Uh, I gotta try to make sure I set my my arrangements up to try to at least attend that meeting virtually. But you know, definitely, I can't wait. It's gonna be exciting. Let's see who down the comment section. I already lighting up. Let's light up. Hey, my big sister, what's going on, sis? What's going on, Miss Candy? She said, "What's up, Bridget? Is on. What's up, Miss Bridget? What's going on? All right, so." Miss Candy, let's dive into it. Let's 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 dive into it. it it's hard dating in these streets. So, Miss Candy, when you hear that title, first of all, well, well, you know what? Well, let's let's do this because you know how they do. You know how the saints do it. 
viewer and listener discretion is advised. This conversation for our opinion, I mean, our opinions and for your entertainment only. Please do us a favor. Be 21 and up. I don't want to hear your mammy and your pappy calling because you're 17 and a half and you think you're grown. You want to get some information and use it against your mom and them. This is for grown folks, 21 and older. If you can't purchase a beverage from the liquor store, if you cannot go into a casino of the, the Oklahoma, <laughs> we're not talking to you. So, yeah, please do that for us uh, to watch, listen, participate in our conversations. Thank you so much for all our podcasts. Ms. Candy, we have about 11,300 last I checked, uh, listening to us internationally. Thank you so much for all the countries listening to us. We appreciate you guys. Thank you again. And turn up the volume. Like this comment section up because we're going now. Now, Miss Candy, let let's go. When you hear that, when you hear that, it's 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 that it's hard to date in these streets. What 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 does that say to you, man? First of all, um, like I said earlier, you know, dating after divorce is one of my niches. Um, I I really um, honestly my the age range usually is about 35 to 55 that I talk to about dating after divorce. And, and, you know, um, it's, it's not, I don't, I don't target women, but women are the ones that really come to me. I don't really get too many men, um, with this particular subject, but, um, it's definitely hard in these streets. And, and I feel like it's for more than one reason. I feel like we're now in a microwave society. And so instead of wanting to take women out on dates or take men out on dates, because I'm an equal opportunity, um, taking people out, hello, um, taking people out on dates, you want to Netflix and chill. And your Netflix and chill is sitting on the couch watching a movie and, and making sure that it leads to spreading them legs um, and hitting that position, you know? Yeah. Mm-hmm. <laughs> You know, and so I feel like that's what it's become about. And instead of getting to know somebody, you know, building that foundation of friendship um, is everything. Because if you're not friends first, if you're if you can't walk down that path and say, you know, I married my best friend or I'm in a relationship with my best friend. Right. Right. And so. um so we talk about all these different dating sites, right? So like, for instance, there's Black, um, which is it was created by a Black person for Black people, but not everybody is Black on there. There are some, you know, different races on there. Black, mm-hmm. uh, Facebook dating, Hinge, um, Star is now one for um, single parents. Um, but you got you got to be careful on that too, because then you're going to meet some pedophiles. Um, there is, <laughs> I'm so serious. <laughs> there are dating apps for uh, men that want to date big women. There are dating apps that of of men that want to uh, no women that want to date men with small penises but large bank accounts. Um, there are yes, I can't even remember the the website for that one. But I've come across so many Match dot com. You know, I've come uh, eHarmony, all of these different ones. Christian Mingle, but ain't nobody Christian on there. Um, <laughs> I'm just saying. And so, you know, people and and one of my male best uh, male besties, shout out to MMTG Clothing who sponsored this chocolate. I love that. Yeah. 
you know, got him <laughs> right. You know, hey, 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 now <laughs> pgclothing.com. Okay, so, but, um, but one of my male besties, we talk about this all the time because you know, he's single and I'm single, so we we talk about all of our crazy experiences and he got women that just think out the gate, you know, uh, what are you taking me on a date? Where are you taking me on a date? Not, Hey, let me get to know you. You know, would you like to go to this restaurant or would you like to go to the park or, you know, like planning things together? No. When are you, when are you, how are you? Right. And so then on the other side of things, I get, um, the men that just want me to tell them exactly, uh, <laughs> where to go how to go whatever oh and then am i getting some pussy later what what excuse me or you you conversate with me on on the phone right and then two two times later you're asking oh can you send me some nudes or or waking up in the morning and i get is that is that what we doing is that what we doing in these streets? Is that what we doing in these streets, sis? <laughs> Is that what we doing in these streets? Okay, because you know, a friend of mine and I were talking, you know, a little bit on today. <clears throat> a little bit on today. Miss Miss April. Hey April. That's that's my friend. That's my girl. She said, Miss Candy, shots fired. But, you know, everything that I, I, I agree with you. Now, I'm going to be honest with you. You know, I, I was talking to a friend of mine today. We were talking a little bit via text. And, you know, there, there was, you know, a little scenario as to, you know, sometimes I was telling her that sometimes that guys are slower to really well, real men are slower to just actually pounce. They take their time to get to know and they nibble away because we have to understand the mindset a lot of times of where women are. They're very serious about their future. They're very serious, especially if she's a mother, especially if she's a, a, a young lady that is <clears throat> far advanced in her career. If she is an independent woman doing things that she needs to do, the only thing she's really looking for, of course, is a, pain, a companion that to share that with, but also keep her own individuality. And a lot of times when guys come into that fold, you, if, if, if you are the wrong type of person, the first thing you're going to ask for is some coochie the moment that you see her profile pic, because the only thing you know are looking for is something surface. I think that, you know, the biggest problem with dating just just especially i'm gonna talk about dating maybe let's say 30 to 49 ish 50 is a whole because i'm in my 40s so i'm not gonna go above that but i'm i think one of the issues is, is that we don't go to date friendly atmospheres and have an expectation of finding a soul connection what we look for is a connection of a person that we think that we may like or who we're interested in and call that kismet. Kismet is when there is a force between the two of you that you cannot explain. He may not be the most attractive. She may not be the most attractive. She may have a nice body, but when you talk to her, it's not about what you see. It, it doesn't come in the casing. What you're trying to do and what you want to know is what's behind the layer. 
we all have a problem where well, some of us have issues with going behind layers of people. And so I think what makes dating tedious is that we have to learn, number one, how much information to give people that we are really not going to be serious about. Because, because if, if I like you, if I like you, Candy, and you know I like you, Candy, I know damn well you're going to tell me if you like me back, right? But what happens is, is that if I'm shy or if I'm timid about the way that I show love and I know how to show love to a person that I say I like based upon just basic parameters, then I may not be the person for you because you don't like that spark or I may not like that spark for you. So what we do, we date based upon, oh, well, I just, I, I like I like the way he talks. I like the way he talks to his mama. I like the way, you know, he drives his car. You know, he's really doing good. You'll like that. But is it a connection? Is it is it right? Does it feel good? And what we do, we go to the next person because you done got with somebody for five, six months. Let's say that's be real, probably added to the body count. And then now you pissed off because well, I told him everything, but but I really didn't like him no way. Oh, well, you, you did like him. You did like her. Man, she ain't shit, man. All she want to do is try to get in my pocket, but you bought the dinner. You took her to Paris. Nobody didn't tell you to take her to Paris. You took her to Paris. You know, and so we, we don't think about that. We don't think about, are we looking for a real connection with a person, or am I just really wanting to be a casual dater? And... So, you know, I just turned 40, um, not even two weeks ago. And before I turned 40, thank you, boo. Before I turned 40, I was on a dating hiatus. Okay. And I was on a dating hiatus because of the caliber of people that I was meeting. And I said, you know what? You know, I'm going into 2022 in a good, great headspace, you know, um, taking my time to focus on my business and um, I'll get back out it after my birthday. Right. And so that's exactly what I did on March 27th. I opened myself back up to the floodgates of of dating again. And um, when I think about it, right. I am very meticulous about what I'm looking for right now, right? Um, I have a one one kid. I do want another kid. Um, I am established in uh, several different businesses that I have. Um, mm-hmm. I need a man that not only knows how to lead, but he needs to be able to support as well. And I don't mean financially support me. Because just mm-hmm. like we talked about a minute ago, like we have to know how to love people, right? right. And if you're not willing to listen to um, the person that you're interested in, you know, I'm going to tell you, well, a mature woman to me is going to be able to tell you how to love her, right? That's right. That's right. And if you don't feel that you can love her the way that she wants to be loved, then let that woman go and move on to the next person. And that goes right. the same for women as well. You know, let that man go and move on to the next person that you can love in the manner that they need to love. And let's right. let's talk about it, right? So like my my love languages are physical touch and quality time. 
If you don't spend that time with me building that intimacy up, and intimacy is not sex, intimacy is building that close relationship with someone. I can sit right. on the couch and cuddle with you and watch TV and laugh and hee hee ha ha about whatever, or we can go to the park and walk around, or we can go to the mall and buy nothing just to spend that quality time with one another. I right. don't feel loved if you don't spend that quality time and physical touch. Well, then, Q, what are your love languages? My love language is definitely physical touch, and um, I have to be honest, uh, gifting. Okay. <laughs> because okay. And, let me, and, let me, and let me tell you, let me tell you, and I have I have to clarify. Of course, intimacy is very very important to me. But see, like, and I don't know where I get this. Well, yes, I do. I, I, you know, I am a person that's old fashioned in a sense that holidays and birthdays mean the world to me. Like, 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 I'm not saying, especially my birthday, oh, the whole, the whole goddamn month, the whole month, you know, I'm like that because I'm the type of person that I desire to be celebrated. Now, you don't have to do that all the time, you know, because most of the time, if I'm into you and if I desire you, I'm going to do my best to spoil you the best way I can by doing the things for you, like being there and being intimate with you. And spending the time with you and talking to you and you know and if you need to be rubbed on a little bit or if you want to laugh you know let's joke if you want to eat i'll cook you know things like that you know you 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 make the relationship flow and you make it work but if i feel like if if what i'm doing is adequate enough do me a favor if it's not as adequate as you'd like it let me know and also if i'm giving you your love language and i'm speaking your love language and and you don't reciprocate that that creates a trust issue with me which hello means somebody. that huh hello somebody come on that, that, that creates a trust <laughs> issue with me and in, for any woman as well you know if, if if a man like like you just said you know you, you love to be intimate you love to cuddle hug you know i, I love you i'm there for you i'm here for you you know hard day let's say and let's say you know you you just spent you know you've been dealing with people all day your mental is razzled the only thing you can you can want to do is come home to the person that you know that you love you know have your bath water in maybe nothing special about it i just want to be there with you see you'll get that and he'll give that to you but the moment that we stop reading each other's languages is the moment that we stop understanding the person that spoke your language at first and, and the thing is is like to me it's not that that you can't speak to someone's love language sometimes our dialects are different sometimes you know like like um, um what, what who was that i think somebody said this one time that i, I don't ever want a relationship to be 50 50. i want 100 i'm going to give 100 percent. you give 100 percent but your 100% may be only 80% that you could give me and I have to be okay with that. You know, and sometimes when we don't feel as much of that gravitational pull, whether it's his fault, her fault, his and his, and hers and hers, and however the however's, whatever you feel like you need, the moment that, that you gotta stop combinationing together and twinning, turning and twisting and the pieces aren't fitting that don't mean that you stop that means that you sit back and study the language find out what what the person is needing or if you are neglecting something in yourself 
that that the other person is needing because it's all about us a lot of times. We're being selfish about information. Oh, you were saying what I was thinking. We, we're very selfish about information. Bitch. Because yeah. that's what happens. You a person can tell you what their love languages are, and you it goes over your head because all you're thinking about is yourself. When this is right. a two way street, I gotta give you what you need, and you gotta give me what I need. And when people come into these relationships, all they think about half the time is themselves. Yes, it's all about me, 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 me. <laughs> and that's not right. That's not right at all. And you, so, I, no, no, good, no, go. I'm, I'm listening. I, I'm listening. Go, go ahead. Because this is good. I was just gonna say, like, I think about the encounters that I consistently have. Um, that of people that are like, well, you know, you only want what you want. Lies, lies, right. and deceit. I had one person that I was dating that said. Oh, well, everything has got to be your way. And I said, no, sir. Um, if you notice, I ask what your opinion is. You right. neglect to tell me how you feel. And then you think that I'm supposed to guess. And so when I do it my way, oh, you didn't do it the, the way I wanted you to. But you didn't put any input in. You, you didn't tell me what you wanted. You, you, this was an open dialogue. And you said, oh, just do whatever. And then when I did whatever, mm, now you're Can upset. I tell a fellow something? Candy, can I tell a fellow something? Fellas, then let me help you with something. Anytime that you are not as vocal as you need to be to identify what it is that your woman needs to hear, that's the moment you start to lose her attention. Because if you are timid, and telling how you feel, she would look at that as you being timid and everything else past the point of you not telling her what it is that she needs to know. Am I lying? Tell me if I'm wrong. You ain't wrong. Because you can't go in a relationship and like, oh, I'm hungry. Well, baby, what you want to eat? I don't know. But why say I'm hungry? Have something in your mind already. And that's confidence, you know. A lot, oh, wow. I'm fit to say something. Fellas, don't shoot me because I, I, I got to say something because, you know, some of us, we lack so much confidence and not, you know, and it doesn't have anything to do with your looks, your, your the way that you're built, your, the, how white your teeth are, what kind of car you drive. You got your, your cars and your houses. We all successful. We want really, really wonderful. What happens is, is that the reason why fellas are so timid and have everything is because they are not taught how to express themselves without losing the little bit of everything you got. You give yourself to a woman, she will dog you and treat you dirty and treat you bad. And what happens is that diminishes your confidence. And then when you find a lady that's into you, that wants to see what's up with you, you give her this. And that's a good girl. But then when somebody else calls you, you pick up the phone. It's you better like preach. Sometimes, sometimes, fellas, we get more accustomed to abuse than the ladies do. Wow. Think I'm lying? How many baby mamas you got? How many children you got by a selfish-ass woman that did this to you, did that to you? But then, but, but some months ago, while you was between her legs, you loved her. 
You, you, she, you, she was wet for you. She skied all in your face. She did everything. She made your body remove. She did it all for you. But then what happens? A good girl will come along. A good girl will come along, and then she'll show you herself because she really, really, really do like you. And just because she may not be your type, or her ass may not be as big as you like it, or her her breast may not be like you like it, or her voice may not may be a little irritating sometimes. And she would be your best friend through it all. And then she'll still wait for you to go through that BS and still be your friend through it all. And then what happens? She'll finally go ahead and give you that chance. You get the chance, and what happens? You go right back to the, the abuse you've been accustomed to. How many of us as fellas, we got, we got women that we have gone between and have created triangles between in our entire existence and then we blame our dads and our granddads and stuff like that you know this is a curse and i'm a hoe because my dad was hoe. no you're a hoe because that you you decided where you wanted to put your piece and so you have ladies that say man i i i, I mean you heard miss candy said i just come off a dating hiatus which means which said i took the time to evaluate to sift through Make a conscious decision that this is what I want. Fellas, I implore you to do the same thing. Take a moment to yourself. Yeah, I understand. Twice is good. You know, we freaks. I get it. But at the same time, I ain't tell you not to stop satisfying your needs. However you get your needs met is between you and whoever God you serve. But what I'm saying is don't waste your time trying to tie a woman up into you when you're not ready for her mentally it's not fair it's not right it's not fair and a lot of times candy and i'm gonna let you talk on this too because i got a question for you i got a question and a lot of times what we do is we'll wrap ourselves up into the things around her not her but around her like for example her kids that don't belong to me We'll wrap ourselves around that, around all of that. Her bills, we'll pay them for. We'll wrap that stuff all the way around that. Then she'll have one for us. Then we'll wrap ourselves around that too. And then before you know it, you turn around, you got a whole situation that you've created. She's created with you. You knew what you was getting yourself into. And all of a sudden now, she ain't shit. She ain't no good. She, all she wanted was this. All she wanted was that. Well, maybe if you would wait before you pitched your neck, maybe, maybe sometimes we ain't shit. Maybe it's hard dating in these streets. And I ain't just bashing on the fellas because it happens all the way around. But, you know, a lot of times we lack that confidence in knowing what we want. And that, that prohibits us from finding the partner that we need. Wow. Boom. Mm, that's good right there. Boom. That's good. Um, and it happens with women too. Um, you know, I am one, I'm a firm believer of having a list. Um, and over the years, you know, um, you know, I was married for 16 years. So over the years, um, after I got out of that relationship, um, my list changed, you know, um, it changed greatly actually. Um, because I think the most important to me was, uh, providing for me um and supporting me and protecting me um right. at all costs you know those were those were the things that are the top 
Um, and I think about, you know, I have a whole list of things that I really want. But my thing is that the at the number one, I want who God has for me, right? Right. And um, that friendship is everything to me. And that's why I said what I said earlier, like that friendship is means the world to me because when we when I get sick, when your child gets sick, um, when we don't have no food to eat, when we ain't got a car to drive, <laughs> we ain't got a pot to piss in, that friendship is what holds us together, you know. I right. can count on you. You my road dog, you my best friend. I know we're gonna ride or die together and we're gonna make this money together too. That's and right. <laughs> no matter what, we're going to be there for each other. And that's, that's right. what I'm looking for in a partner. That's ride or die, right? And um, I think that what people forget about is that foundation. That foundation is so very important. Don't go slipping and sliding and dipping and diving in, in, in penis and pussy. And you have not built anything with that person. Okay, this is what we're going to do. Because you, you, we, we we're going to turn this conversation up. I want us to dive into April's come when uh, when we come back. We're gonna take a one minute break, and when we come back, we're gonna. I want us to talk about this definitely uh, loving, uh, teaching us, learning how to love based on the love that we received as growing Ooh, up as good. a child. I want to. I want to dive into this, sis, and then if we got time, we, we probably end up going over a little hour of this one. But and then also, I want to talk about. You said something. I want to. I want us to talk about how maybe can you recognize the one that god gives you can we do that yes <laughs> we're gonna take it there tonight we'll take it there tonight we're gonna take it there tonight when we come back i'm just gonna be a quick break y'all one minute you know it's just a, just a couple of things that we want you guys to know we'll be right back don't y'all go nowhere because y'all gonna make me mad now stay on stay on share the broadcast and all that good stuff and we will come right back where's my information Right back. I found love for real love. Let this be the real thing. Tell me now what's on your mind. Oh yeah, what's up, y'all? What's going on? <laughs> My bad, I'm sorry. I'll eat some M&Ms. Yeah, I'm eating some M&Ms. Y'all, what's going on? This your boy Q. Welcome to Stupid Is Real. My host, Miss Candy J. Uh, I think she's back. You ready, Miss Candy J? Thumbs up. We were boom. There she is. There she is. We are back. Let's go ahead 
you know, and, and, and dig into these comments because I think something that April said is very, very important. Again, real quick, I'm gonna go ahead and call it out real quick. Say her name, Brianna Taylor. Say her name. She has not received any justice in her murder from any parties that has been accounted for and have been caught. Um, her family needs justice. We always said that we're going to be saying her name, putting it in the atmosphere that something will happen and someone will be brought to justice. Say her name, Brianna Taylor. All right, so let's do this. Let's do this. Um, let me Eminem's boy. Show this good. Woo! I'm <laughs> Eminem's was good. All right, so Miss Candy, Miss April, uh, um, put up a comment. Uh, she says, "I think that some of us love or receive love based on how we were loved or was given love as a child." Let's talk about that. Let's, because you and I are both coaches. I'm a happiness coach. I am a family coach as well. I am a certified life coach, just a general life coaching as well. And I love to coach, and I also coach pastors, so I am a spiritual coach, and so. I have my credentials for that, and I love it. I love it. But let's talk about love. Let's talk about love, Miss Candy. I'm gonna I'm gonna let you start because <laughs> I, I, I think that that's a that's a great comment. That's that that's a that's a good one. So this is a two way street. Be, and, and let me explain what, what I'm saying on that part. So some of us received love, right? And we were shown all of this love and our parents poured out into us or whoever raised you poured all out into you and um, raised you to be this loving person and um, showed you how to have healthy relationships, right? Mm -hmm. And there were others that were never hugged, um, were never provided for, um, they were yelled at all the time, um, they didn't have um, a roof over their head sometimes, sometimes they didn't have food in their belly, um, they didn't have conversations with their parents, especially in black our Black society, um, we wow. were told to um, stay in a child's place, we were told, um, mm, mm, I'm not going to go there, but we were told a lot of things that were unhealthy, right? All we was doing was yelling at us, go do this, go do that. And we were never shown, you know, that affection. So I agree that we were not, <laughs> we were not shown or we, we, we were uh, poured into different ways. And some mm -hmm. of that could be a negative pour and some of that could be a positive pour. And let me give you an example, cause I'm never afraid to use myself. So my, my mom was a pastor. Okay. Mm -hmm. And she poured love into almost every person that she touched. Every person that she met, she poured, she poured, she poured. You can tell, pass the prize. You pass the prize, daughter? Oh, baby, your mama was so good to me. Your mama was so kind to me, da 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 da, -da. But what was she doing at home? I didn't receive the same love that she poured into everybody else. 
I didn't receive that. There were some days I can remember as a teenager that there was no food in that pantry. My mama was a home health nurse and a pastor. Most of the time she wasn't home because wow. either she was at work or as at church. Okay. So you pouring out to everybody else, but you're not pouring out into your child. Um, I can remember at the age of 13 or 14 um, going, I wonder does she really love me? Wow. Wow. My father, on the other hand, my father was a fireman and a minister. And he got, he was heavily into drugs at one point and he lost his job as a fireman. But that man showed me love. That man provided for me when he wasn't on that stuff. And, and thankfully, like before he passed away, at least the last 10 years of his life, he made sure that he called me every week. I talked to my dad maybe two to three times a week. I could call my dad and ask him to pray for me. I could call my dad. I, I never asked for money, but he knew if I did ask for something and that I needed it because he was the last resort. Um, and he, okay, what what's your bank account number? Uh, oh, the money in the bank. Um, he, his love language was a lot like mine where he liked physical touch and quality time. So when I went home to Florida, like he, we sat in his man cave and watched the game and watched uh, Criminal Minds together. And when my child came, he, he took him to the mall and he would do all kinds of, took him to the park and all these different type of things to show the love. So I had it on two different sides, two different ways. One, one because of because of her past, because she got raped, because um, she had uh, two stillbirths that they made wow. her carry to full term. Um, wow. Because she had two other miscarriages, because she wasn't shown her her my grandmother later on showed me all the love and the affection that she did not show my mom. Mm -hmm, mm -hmm, so, mm -hmm. into her grandchild, but not into my mom. Right. So, right. the love that I know, so it could have gone a whole different way. I could have, I could have um, treated my child and treated the people around me and my significant other the same way that my mother treated me, but I chose to go the opposite direction. Right. And right. The model of my father. My 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 father took care of me. You know, and right. so. That's the love that and that I pour out into other people. What I didn't get, because my father did tell me, and he set the stage for some things that I didn't realize until later on. Um, a man should do this. A man should do that. A man should, man, man, man should, right? And what wasn't taught to me was not every man was taught that either. So right. Right. my expectations for every man can't be the same. So it winded up. Um, I take uh, full responsibility for the the way that I talk to my ex husband because he wasn't doing the things that my dad said a man should man 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 should do. But my ex husband wasn't taught those things. He mm -hmm. wasn't taught that I have a healthy relationship. He wasn't taught that you know uh, you should change my oil and take care of my car. And he wasn't taught how to take care of finances. So he depended all on me to take care of things. So I talked to him right. 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 So that's something that I had to learn. So going back to what we're what we're asking, and I think she said same here, Miss Candy. And for that reason, I gravitate towards the love of masculine sense opposed to a feminine. 
Mm. Yeah, I was gonna put that up when you got through. Yeah, I, I, I yeah. Mm. 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 See, that's loaded right there. That and is. So that in, is. In the household, think about it. In, in your mindset, you can go one way because I could have gone the way of my mother, or I could go the way of my father, and I chose to go in the way of love. Mm -hmm. And the way I wanted to be shown love. And so that's how I pour out into other people. And so going back to the statement, yes, that is what exactly what people do. They either choose this road or they choose this road of how you were um, uh, born, what you were born into, right? Mm -hmm. And your environment, they, they go mm -hmm. one way or the other. And then, especially again, as our Black people, we're not taught how to have healthy relationships so when i speak about love languages half of the community understands what i'm talking about and the other half are like what is a love language right right and how do i apply that to my life and then i spend that time teaching those people how to show the love and the mm -hmm. affection that their mate needs you know, it's, it's like a light bulb <laughs> it's, it's you know it, it's so amazing that that you say that you're saying this tonight because because being loved as a child a, a child only knows the love that it gets you know so when when April was saying you know some of us you know love based upon you know the love that we receive sometimes you 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 show love by watching someone just constantly give all the time and somebody constantly take it. So in your brain, it's engineered that I have to give everything to somebody for them to love me. I have to be overly affectionate for you to love me. I have to, I have to hear, damn, you, you get away from me. I, I don't want to be bothered with you in order for you, in order for me to feel love from you. And, and just like you said, when you get half and half, I'm going to do it like this. On one side, you know that loving is giving, but you don't know that love is also receiving. And so you never really get the same thing at the same time. So you don't know it exists because it's like that all the time. I use that in my coaching sometimes. You know, life is not what it appears to be. Sometimes we want life to be like this. But honestly, we can all be honest. Some of us have this. It doesn't make sense. We think that we should love this way. We know that this way is correct because that's what we've been taught. We've been trained. We've been endowed with. We've been endeared to be nice and to be kind and respectful and loving and show affection. But nobody told me that, well, in order for me to feel love, I should require you to love me the way that you love me in your way that I know that you love me. See, we always talk about, well, I feel his love, man, fuck that. You, you can feel water falling outside in the rain right now. No, what you want to be, what you want to be, <laughs> what you want is someone that when they look at you, because the eyes are the window to the soul, whether you like it or not, but when they look at you and they can see your very soul, that's what you want. It doesn't. No one really cares about about the love 
that you think you should give me because because fellas we 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 are 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 very guilty of taking advantage of women that love us a whole lot for us to give just a little and that's all she asked was just a little bit can i get a little time can i get a little bit can I get a little? Can I get a little? Can you give me a list of look? Eat my pussy one time a month, nigga. I'm on my period one time a month, seven, 14 days. I'm gonna be through with that. Can you eat my shit up real good? Can you give it to me one time? I cook, I clean, I work, we got kids, I'm budgeting, I'm doing all this kind of stuff. I got a business, I got this. Okay, flip it. Ladies, baby, can I get some? Don't make the man beg for no coochie. You shouldn't have laid up there and told him that he was yours. Don't be doing that to the man like that. Why would you do something like that? You said you love the way he smells, and then all of a sudden it's clone stink. It don't it, it smells better on somebody else than it does him. Okay, now you're saying that his dick is too little, okay, but you fell in love with the penis. Okay, so now you're tripping because he ain't making you rock what he did at one point in time. Are you sure you ain't doing nothing you don't have no business doing? Or are you using your toy too much? Because if his tongue moved like that tongue thing I saw on Candace. <laughs> If his tongue moved like that tongue thing I saw on Candy's website, <laughs> then you might be all right. What I'm saying is that you have to get to a place where love is something that is you're able to know it, not just by the expression that you receive it, but by the way that a person is really, really paying attention to the needs that you have. But you can't be so selfish not to pour back into them because they have needs too. We're all individual people trying to merge something. We all are individual people trying to merge something. Let's see what April had to say. Miss April, Ooh. she says, that's so good, Candy. I must admit that I subconsciously measure every man against my father or her dad. I'm sorry. Not every man is the same and shouldn't be treated as such. Not every man opens doors, and that doesn't mean that he doesn't care for me. It just means he wasn't raised to do that. But you know what, April, can I say this? And I know you was talking to Candy, but but that's the fella's job to teach being a gentleman, and, and chivalry is not dead. When you see a queen, when the queen of England walk her ass anywhere in, in Pleasure Palace or Buckingham Palace or wherever she is, they rise to attention. And they bow before her presence. When you see a queen come before you, a queen that you say that you want to get with, that you want to love, that you may want to spend the rest of your life with, you want to see what's going on, you open the door for her. You ask her, you know, for her advice on different things, you know, and then you expect to protect her and show her that. A lot of times, chivalry's not dead. What it is is that you just maybe not the one that he's supposed to be chivalrous with. And I had to learn that the hard way, too. Just because I open every person's door don't mean that I'm going to be opening your door forever. And some guys, you know, I, I hold on, because I know I said something. I'm going to put, I'm going to do that right there. <laughs> if, if we have to learn, Candy, when to say it's done. I'm done. And and a lot of us we just we just not there. We're not freeing ourselves to say and, and this is me and I'm just gonna be honest. I made a decision about dating when I turned forty four and I'm full four. My decision is when it come, it come. I'm just chilling. Don't 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 people think that that's such a bad place to be in, but it's not. It doesn't negate your need. 
It doesn't negate the fact that you want to be loved and all this kind of stuff. But when they come, they come. Because at this point in time in my life, you know, I desire the best and not the exception. And if I cannot get the best or the best that God has for me, because we are all not perfect, we are issues, then I don't want what's destined for me, you know, to for me to miss out because I'm out here shooting pool and hoping I'm not the right one in the hole. But let's talk about this too, Miss Candy. I agree with you. How do you or would you know or what signs should we look for to maybe tell if maybe God sent that person to you? So that that's a loaded question. I know. We we ain't gonna have uh, uh, you know time to tell it all, but at the they say the Baptist Church, I ain't got time to tell it all. But I'm a <laughs> okay, so I'm not gonna speak on a professional level right now. Let's um, do it. I'm not. I'm not. I'm going to speak for myself. Gotcha. Okay? Um. So I'm a very spiritual creature. Very, very spiritual creature. Um. I am not religious by any means, but I grew up in the church. I grew up in a prophetic church. I grew up in. Um, a church that taught me how to pray. I grew up with a sense of uh, discernment um, for people and um, and a heart for people too. So I have to be very careful with that gift as well because it makes me open and susceptible to um, certain spirits and certain people around me. And I have to kind of, you know, we, we play with these spectacles, but it's like putting on my spiritual eyes, like, who are mm-hmm. you? Who are you? Right. And so, um, God speaks to me in dreams. God speaks to me, um, every time that I know that he's speaking to me, there's this warm sense that comes over me and I'm like, ah, okay, this, this you, this not candy, this not Candace, this you. Okay. All right. So I, I can very much admit that I have ignored him. (laughs) I have ignored him sometimes telling me this ain't the one. Okay. (laughs) This is not him. Hello? (laughs) This is not him. Mm -mm, mm -mm, mm -mm. Um, (laughs) When I married my ex-husband, I knew he was supposed to be my husband. Now, later on, I was like, okay, God, if he was supposed to be my husband, um, then why did this dissolve the way it did? Right? But I realized it was a setup. It was a test to my testimony. Um, all of those things that I've been through, I use those now to help heal other people's marriages. Right. And I, all the battle wounds and scars from the things that I went through in that relationship, I am helping so many people either get out of their situation or recognize themselves in their situation and want to fix it right right i always tell people when you're looking for a coach a counselor a therapist you want somebody with the experience and the education and i got both Mm -hmm. and so 
um, to to circle back around to answer your question, um, like I fully think that I know who my husband is, um, to be quite honest. Um, and I'm just waiting on God to, to either open his eyes or steer me to the next person because um, that person is never going to be who I need them to be and keep pushing, you know? Right. Um, but I knew he was supposed to be my husband and I learned so much from that relationship and I had to go through some things to be the woman that I am today. Um, right. And so I, I have no regrets. Um, now, now, do I hate the way that it ended? Because I was a, a, a survivor of domestic violence. I hated yeah. the way it ended. Hated it. But yeah. remember I told you I ignored him? I ignored him? Mm-hmm. I, I ignored him. I ignored the still small voice, right? Knew right. I was supposed to get out. Knew I was supposed to get out. And I didn't, so he had to manifest that thing. <laughs> and be like, eh, exit stage right now. <laughs> you, you know, for me, I'm gonna I'm gonna say this, you know, and I'm and I'm just gonna I'm just gonna kind of dart that out there. I guess for me, and I'm just gonna I'm speaking for me, I think that. When when God sends that person for you, that person, y'all, this not I'm not trying to sound so corny, but that person becomes a missing piece for you. Does that make sense? Does it doesn't it, it doesn't fill it up. It's just a piece of something that's strange. Kind of like if you you know if if you if we if you break your arm, for example. And you have to have, let's say, a, a rod put in it or whatever to, to help you maybe restrain it or whatever, gain, regain use. It's an unfamiliar presence to the body, but the body adjusts to it. And it, it connects with it to make, make everything work as it naturally should. I think that the person that whoever God has for you must meet that standard at some level because I'm serious. Now, don't y'all say nothing because y'all know I don't care. But I don't care what you say. God ain't going to send you nobody. Listen to me here. That does not meet that missing piece. I'm trying to tell you right now. And I put on my white man voice if you need me to. But God ain't going to bring you. He ain't going to bring you Karen. Just saying, the, the, the piece has, it has to make sense. What do I say? Okay, so let me put this, try put this in layman terms for, 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 for everybody that's, that, that's listening and watching. What I'm saying is, is that I'm not looking for you. You're not really looking for me. But there's something in myself that maybe I've ignored or I've sat to the side because of whatever reason. But when you come along, you assist me in that area and I assist you in that area of love or opening up or releasing something because i believe that whoever god has for you is going to give you a peace about yourself and a calmness you could be the most wired person candy you have a lot of energy and i know this you have a lot of energy you can hang with the big dog me i'm sleep at 10 30 because that's just me but but what happened <laughs> 
sometimes. Me too. Eight. I'm sleep Monday through Thursday. I'm sleep usually by nine o'clock. Uh, but on the weekends, oh baby. Oh, but see, baby. That's, that's me on the weekends too. <laughs> <laughs> you know, it, it it that person has to meet some. It, it, it has to fit. Something has to be unique about you. You don't have to be just just you know exotic, but that when you know God sent someone your way for whatever fashion in your life. And I told Miss Montgomery, that's one of my good friends. I told her this a long time ago. We have different kinds of soulmates. We all know this, right? But the soulmate that God has identified for you, y'all. Your soul and his soul were knit before the hands of time. Y'all are just waiting to cross the path. That's it. The path is coming. Your soul is already connected, but but you gotta wait. I agree. You gotta you gotta wait for it. So you know, I I, I kind of believe that that's that's how that go. And listen, Candy, before we jump off of here, let's let's dig into these comments real quick. Let let's let's dig into these comments because I, I I think. I think Ms. Montgomery said something. She said, I don't think that people are taught reciprocity anymore. People want someone to take the time to discover their love language, but won't take the time to learn other person's love language. Okay, so Miss Candy, let me take a stab at this because you know, you're the relationship expert. But I'm gonna take a stab at this real quick, just for a quick second. Ms. Montgomery, I agree 100% with you. I think the only issue with some people is that love language isn't is not as an important factor to someone who only consistently cares about the way that they are loved. Oh, <laughs> that that if you consistent you if you consistently talking about I gotta be loved this way, I gotta be loved that way. He gotta do this for me. She gotta do that for me. And every time you turn around. It's always about you got to love me this way. I got to be loved this way. You're going to love me the way that I want you to love me. But then every time you turn around, you're not giving out anything. You're taking and you're taking and you're taking. So I don't have time to read anybody else's love language when the only one I understand is mine. Do I say something again? <laughs> that's, that's the truth. Miss Ken, I'm... I'm so, so so let's run, run this down right there there are five love languages right physical touch quality time acts of service gifts and words of affirmation and when i was married words of affirmation was his love language and acts of service was his love language and right. let me tell you I'm a, I, I can definitely give you the acts of service, right? But the words of affirmation, I was not with it. I wasn't with it. Why? Why did I tell you that earlier? It's because my daddy told me, my man, a man, a man, a man should do all these things, right? And mm -hmm. why should I why should I compliment you or or reassure you or give you those words of praise if that's what you should do? That's what right. that was my mindset back then, right? Mm -hmm. And so it, it took our 16-year relationship for me to go, oh, yeah, but that's his love language, and that's what he needed from me, right? And so right. that's why I approach everything now with, what's your love language? If you right. don't know what love languages are, um, uh, 5 lovelanguagescom and let's go take this test, sir. Let's go take this test. 
Fiveloveblanches.com. Somebody put that in the comments, and then now y'all, y'all, y'all take a look at it and look at yourself. Miss Miss April says she believe. I mean, Mr. Montgomery, I'm sorry. Says I believe I know who my husband is also, but I dare not move until God moves him towards that part. Yeah, let me let me say something about that too. While you're waiting, do work. Don't don't just be that well, God gonna give me my husband, God gonna give my husband, praise his holy name. <laughs> God gonna give my husband, God gonna give you <laughs> You can't do that. You got to be you got to be found guilty of being busy. I tell I tell ladies this all the time. There's nothing more unattractive than a lazy ass woman. There's nothing, that ain't nothing attractive about that. Even a housewife can do more work than a lazy person. I, I, I can't do I can't do that. I can't deal with that. I'm sorry. I prefer you to be independent. I prefer you to have your own. I prefer you to be busy. I prefer all of this because I'm the type of person I love and need my space. I don't have to be under you all the time. I will make it necessary that we spend the time, but I don't have to be under you all the time. So you must have something going on and so we can have something to work on together and merge and let's take over the fucking world. But if you lazy, can't undo you. I, so you gotta be found busy. You have to be found busy and in order to do what you need to do. And for the people in the back, that, that go for you too. April says, right, you too. Yeah, uh, should help heal one another, meaning that you both are uh, doing the work to heal, but you both help each other along the way on your healing and your purpose journey. Miss Candy, take yeah. that because you now that. to that though, to that though, I am so with Q though. Do the work in the meantime. When I talk to these people, um, and mostly again, women that um, are dating after divorce, you got to do the work. Right. You know, um, let, let's just be real. We all come into a relationship with baggage. Right. Right. But but if if you can get as much baggage as you possibly can remove before you enter this relationship, that don't mean that you're not going to be triggered by something. Let, let's right. just be real. Again, always willing to utilize myself. Um, I told y'all I'm a survivor of domestic violence. So if you even look like you're going to put your hands on me, I will go like this immediately. Mm-hmm. And so that's triggering, right? So that doesn't right. mean that I haven't healed from it. It means that it evoked a response that looks similar to something that somebody else did to me. Exactly. And I know how to manage my triggers. So once you have healed, right, you know how to manage those triggers. Doesn't mean that you're not going to mess up sometimes, right? But it means that, okay, I've healed from this. I can manage my triggers. I I can articulate myself to say, hey, this is what happened to me. This is why I may respond in this manner. Don't take it to heart. Just help. This is how you can help me through it. That's maturity. That's healing. That's Mm -hmm. healing speak. That's not, I'm going to dump back all on you. Right. Right. Exactly. 
So yes, you can definitely help somebody heal through their journey, but you want to make sure that you have dealt with everything possibly that you possibly could before getting into that next relationship. And then sometimes you don't even realize that something's still an issue until you get into the next relationship. Oh, I told a friend of mine the other day, and I even, I put it on Facebook. I said that, you know, you know, please, you know, be patient with those, you know, who are healing. It's a process, you know, it's, it's a journey, you know, they can't just get over things right away. The thing about baggage is number one, we'll have baggage to the day we die. That, 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 that's, that's the rule of thumb. Everybody get used to that. Because if you go to somebody to tell you that you're going to get rid of all your baggage, they are lie and get their money back. And you have two qualified people right here that will take your money and tell you the truth. Okay? <laughs> that's number one. You, you're not going to get rid of all your baggage. That's not going to happen. But you have to learn how to pack it. And you have to learn what to leave alone. And you have to learn what to release. Because a lot of times what happens, just like you said, Candy. A lot of times we go back and we find out that I thought that I was kind of over feeling jealous until she did this. Now, mm-hmm. I don't have a, a problem with what you're wearing, but it's 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 not jiving with me right now. I love the way that you dress, but the way that you're behaving reminded me of something that someone else did to me. And mm-hmm. just give me a moment. I'm okay. You don't have to change your clothes, baby. Just give me a second because that looked a little fucked up. That looked a little funny to me. You know, we don't, we don't, we don't express those things. And so while someone is on a healing journey, while, while you are, are on a journey of healing, we have to make sure that you really, really are trying to heal because some people is just putting up with your shit. Did I say that out loud? Did. <laughs> Healing don't mean everything to everybody, y'all. Y'all better hear what we're saying. It's hard dating in these streets. And when you get out here and you are starting to date, you have to be not only twice as smart about yourself and twice as aware of what you have going on, but you have to make a conscious decision that if you decide to put yourself out there and you realize you're more hurt, then what you thought that you were, you need to go back on hiatus. You need to come on back out the field because you're going to hurt somebody else and they're going to hurt somebody else. And the domino effect starts in somebody else's life that didn't deserve it. Right. And you don't deserve it. Right. You don't deserve that to do yourself that way. That to pull yourself back and get the healing and the help that you need so you can express those things and be able to acknowledge, you know what, I have the tools that I can think about what I've done because Candy, if people don't get the help, they're not going to ever think in a rational way. It's always going to be, well, it's his fault and it's my fault and relationships fall apart. So there it is. But no, that's trauma because when we, when we break up with someone, come on Candy, when we break up with someone in that trauma, in that trauma, 
that is trauma to you that that, that messes with you is just is just military stuff no ptsd comes from um that crisis those crisis breaking situations that you've had in any type of relationship ptsd can come from you know you losing a, a kid ptsd can come mm-hmm. from you being your hands being put on uh i mean like and the list goes on and just because you have ptsd doesn't mean that um you can't heal and you can't work through it but it's, it goes right back to managing your triggers and doing right. the work to get to that healing process and right. it, it takes people that are self-aware and willing to do introspection to go hmm Mm, I'm not healed all the way from that. Mm. Mm-hmm. Or listening to others around you if you have a good tribe, because everybody should have a good tribe, to say, mm, Q, you know what, baby? That 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 don't sound right. You know, you might want to, you know, kind of deep dive into that a little bit and see why you're saying those things that you're saying right now, because it sounds like whatever it is, you know, mm-hmm. that hurt space that you're talking from, that fear that you're talking from. So right. You know, and you have to be willing to have an open heart to hear all of those things. And sometimes some people are just not there. And when you're not there, you should not be dating. You should not be dating. You. <laughs> you. Wait a minute. said some baggage doesn't need to be claimed. Step away from the carousel. I love it. I love April. If that's my that, that's my that's my girl. I love you, April, for real. Because because to be honest with you, and and then now because I know we're getting towards the end, but I'm just tell you what I'm fed up with in the dating scene. What I am fed up with is the fact that no one wants to take their time with anything. Everything is rushed and the impatience of people who take the time to get to know you, but you want to rush them into it too. Take your time. Where are we going? And see, I'm the type of person, when I go into a situation, and maybe this is bad, Candy, maybe you can coach me on this. I don't have expectations of anything. The only thing that I want is a cool time, and if something happens, it does. If it doesn't, I'm okay. Because guess what? I'm happy in my own skin. Ain't no noise at my house. It's quiet. My remote and my TV is in front of me, and I got my peace of mind and my money. And so if I'm all right with that, and if and if so happens that night that nothing happens and I meet someone and nothing happens, I got to be okay in myself to say, you know what? I may be by myself, but I'm not by myself. I am so good with my own company. I'm good with that. And so not to say that that's going to be a forever thing because I'm always open to it. But when a situation comes, I'm good. Whether if we keep in contact or not, I just look for the vibe. I look for the vibe. That's just how I am. You know, I've always looked at dating really different from a lot of my my friends and stuff like that because i wasn't one 
that that jumped into a lot of relationships. And I have sex with you, but I wanted to jump into no relationship with you. Because I felt like being who I was, Kenton. <laughs> I would. I, I'm just saying, I would have sex with you, but I was clear. This ain't going nowhere. This is what it's supposed to be. Because I knew I wasn't ready for shit. And I wasn't going to be shit. And if you kept on letting me between your legs and I wasn't shit, then you ain't shit. And we ain't shit together. And so until we both ain't shit, let's just keep being ain't shit. And then to once until somebody grows up. You know, and so I never want to waste anybody's time that I'm not ready for. So I, I wouldn't put myself in those situations. I just wouldn't. That's why I'd have any expectations. Well, and I don't necessarily think that there's anything wrong with not having expectations. But when does that change, though? You ready? <laughs> Let me tell you when it changes. It changes. It changes when you take a look at yourself and you realize that you still deserve the best. The best would be for you will be whatever that best is. And you stop window shopping physically so much. <laughs> Bro. And you take your time to get to know others as they come, you know, and on a serious level, because a lot of minds, you know, a lot of people are not, they're not, they don't they don't want to jive because they don't want to give it themselves and you and that's a selfish thing if you don't want to really give it yourself and then find out hey this is what i really really desire and this is what i'm really looking for and until you know how to express that you know don't put yourself in a situation where you hurt somebody and we just have to learn how to express that the right way and make sure that we're comfortable and we can sit in it and you know i I think now I don't necessarily come at, at the beginning. I don't come with expectations at mm -hmm. all. But once we've established that, hey, we we are interested in each other, most likely um, in the first couple of weeks, I have told you what I'm looking for. And right. it is to me your job to say, I can't give you what that is. And, and be respectful of my time and go, okay, it's all right. We're not compatible in that manner, and we can keep it pushing. And and hey, if I see you on the street, hey, how you doing? How you been? What's good? Oh, you right. doing that? Oh, well, praise God, you found somebody. Whatever, right? Because there's no hard feelings. Um, but it's when you're we're six months in, and I told you from the beginning exactly what I needed in a man because I'm I'm 40 and I have expectations at this point, right? I have a list. I have things that I need. Um, and and I believe wholeheartedly in that 80-20. You know, I do believe that there's going to be that 20% that I have to decide whether or not I am willing to deal with those things, right? Mm -hmm. And so six months down the road, and I told you in month one of the things that I needed, now I have expectations of you at six months. And why you wait until now to say, I can't give you those things? Did you not know who you were? At in month one, I'm, or did you I think I was joking? <laughs> Wait, I had a man tell me he uh, he thought I was joking. He thought I was joking about certain things, and I was like, 
I was dead serious and I didn't say this in a joking manner. We had a full blown on conversation about these things. Why would you think I was joking? Oh, okay. You, no, you just can't provide those. You just wanted to say anything to uh, get to this point, huh? Okay. Sis, listen. When, when you coming back on the show? When, 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 you, coming <laughs> when you trying to have me back, boo? <laughs> Let me see. I'm not on next week, but I'm on week after next. Uh, we could do the same time next Tuesday. Can we do? Because because I got something I got to say. Because we got to talk about something. Because I want to talk about the next time about monogamy. And I want to talk about, because you just drilled something in my head when you said something. I want to talk about monogamy. And I also want to talk about relationships that are long term. Should that be what we should respect if that's what a person wants to do? Or should marriage really be the end goal? We got to talk about that. I'm not even going to tell you my response. We're going to talk about it on the next show. We got to talk about that. Listen, Aaron. (laughs) (laughs) Miss Candy J is coming back. Uh, Next Tuesday, let me me click on the the Microsoft calendar. Oh, (laughs) that's the 26th. That's the 26th. That is the 26th. Make sure you be right back up here for Super This Real. I will be back on the 26th with my girl, Miss Candy J. Listen, we're going to definitely jump back into this conversation because I want to talk about this monogamy thing because a, a few people feel like, you know, hey, monogamy is what you make it. So we're going to talk about that and we, we got to talk about that. Miss Candy J, thank you so much for coming on the show today. Everybody, thank y'all. Thank y'all so much for watching. This was a great show. I, Oh, Candy Girl, you know, I love you. Come back. We, yeah, we, we, we'll be back next Tuesday. Listen, on tomorrow night, happy hour with him. Just make sure you guys check that out. And also make sure that you check out Empty. No, we're actually off this area. So you will not see the crew on this area. I'm going to throw a replay in there. So, you know, of course, we'll be on your mind. Say happy birthday to Mo Swag on this coming happy Friday. Birthday. Happy birthday, Mo. We love you, girl. You know, we just love you so much. Thank you so much, Miss Candy, again for coming. Thank you so much for watching and listening, y'all. Listen. We will be back again. I love you, sis. Good night. We'll talk to y'all a little bit because Miss Candy and I, we, we got to go because we, we'll be sitting on this damn live for the longest. And I, I, I can't do it because. I got to go to bed, Q. I got to go to bed. Me too. Me too. <laughs> Everybody have a good night. We thank you so much for watching. We see you in a little bit. Peace out. Peace and blessings. We love you. Have a good night. Yo, yo, you're up, get